1: Numbers told the story; they always do. It's one of those idiots who believe in analytics. This is a numbers game with Gil Alexander on Visa.
2: Good Wednesday morning to you. It is a numbers game at Visa, the sports betting network, Visa the Visa app, Game Plus, iHeartRadio, YouTube TV. It's all proudly brought to you by BetMGM. It's Gil Alexander. Kelly Bidlin is here, producer number nine. So much more than a producer. Good morning to
3: you, Kelly. How, What's you, up, doing? Man? You, How
2: you doing? You good? You uh. You okay after college football guessing lines yesterday? You recover from that? You good?
3: Yeah, of course. All right. Of course, games haven't been played yet. What do I care? <laughs>
2: That's right. Um, There's so much going on, um, so much to say, and so many different uh, sports betting and non-betting related on the show today. Drew Bit, uh, Drew Densick will join us from both the uh, NBC, sports Bets, uh, NBC Sports Edge, Bet the Edge podcast, and of course the Deep Dive podcast. We'll talk NBA and NFL with him. Let's see if he has a tennis pick today, perhaps. Uh, mine did not win yesterday, and mine today, the line has gotten away. It was minus 112. When I bet it on Jesse Bagul, it's minus 137, so there's no bet there. We'll see if Drew has one. Kelly has a basketball bet coming up. Will Hill will talk World Series and NFL with us as well. Mike Pritchard, our very own, to talk National Football League. Jason Weingart from Under a Cloud of Smoke, see if he has any World Series thoughts and beyond. And then uh, the last couple uh, last couple segments of the show, Steve Fezzik, the only... Uh, two-time back-to-back Hilton Super Contest champion back in the day, and Todd Wishnev from his mom's cork attic in uh, Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, uh, the resolution of the weight loss challenge bet. That and all of their NFL thoughts for week number nine in the National Football League. So it's done. It's over. It is done. We'll let you know how it is done. We'll let you know the circumstances, the feelings, the
3: aftermath Is is someone coughing up cold, hard cash today? I don't know. You'll have to tune in.
2: You'll have to tune in, Kelly Bidlin.
3: Well, I guess guess that's not possible because one's in a different location. Is someone coughing up cold, hard Venmo on the show today? (laughs) That's right. (laughs) Live on air, the use of Venmo. (laughs) No, no, we don't even know if that's happening.
2: Okay. Um, So much going on beyond, uh, you know, in, in sports yesterday. Let's start with the World Series. World Series game number three. The Phillies just crush the Astros seven and nothing on the strength of five home runs. Count them five, including a Bryce Harper two run moonshot in the very first inning off of Lance McCullers. And that was followed by solo jams from uh, bomb and Marsh in the second. Schwarber hit a two run, Jimmy Jack later. Hoskins went yard, and at any point, you're thinking to yourself, hey, uh, is Dusty Baker alive? Does he know that this is going on? Is there Was there even a shot of Dusty? Like, Dusty, get McCullers. Get your boy. Um, I've said on the uh, Beating the Book and Betting the Dork podcast and on a numbers game for years and years and years, for a better part of a decade, because I'm a Giants fan, and so I, know. I lived through the Dusty Baker years, and my line was, Dusty Baker pushing all the wrong buttons since 1993. <laughs> and this one was, he just refused to push it. And the Phillies are just on fire. There's no other way. By the way, Ranger Suarez, five scoreless as well. Let's give him the old tip of the cap for yep. holding the Astros down. And then tonight it's game four, which we'll talk to both Jason and Will Hill about, which is Aaron Nola, their, their ace going for the Phillies. Now, what what was going on with the with the pitch tipping situation? So that so that was the thing. So Harper hits his two run shot, and uh, bomb is on deck. Boom, bomb! I'm not sure you're pronouncing it. Um, Can't he, he didn't end up getting up by the way to the plate until the, the the bottom half of the second. But at the you know Harper hit his in the first, so bone was on deck, and he said uh, you know he's like bomber bomber come over here, and he whispered something in his ear, and I'm pretty sure it was not sweet. Nothing's it was. He's seeing something, so there there was something that McCullers was doing. There was some tipping of a of pitches, and you know this is by the way this is what made the Astros cheating scandal so great. If, if you know that something is coming, or if you can even eliminate, sure. and if you can even eliminate some pitches, let's say you don't know the precise pitch coming, but you can eliminate some other pitches. Baseball becomes so much easier, and so while of course they wouldn't reveal post game or during game, you know, what it is that Harper whispered to Bomber, um, whatever it was, seemed to be effective. Let's just say that. You can draw a line from one to the other. Okay. And, boy, oh, boy, oh, boy, the Phillies just getting it done. So, it's it's Nola today against Javier, and Javier's really good. It's this coin flip game, minus 105, with the total at seven. But right now, it's Nola going for the Phillies tonight, their ace, and scheduled for game five tomorrow and Dusty said this is in pencil, not in ink. It would be the postseason and World Series trouble Justin Verlander going for Houston. But again, that's not, uh, that's not an ink, Dusty's words. So we'll talk to Will and uh, Jason about that game last night. But that was a lot of drama. And the Phillies, two games away from being the sixth seed in the postseason. Remember, expanded playoffs. Any other season, they wouldn't have gotten in before this. And just catching fire. And yes, for those who missed my, is this good for the long term of baseball theory? I will repeat that later on the show. I'm sure you're excited about that. Because um, Parles, Parles texts me every night the Phillies wins, and he's like, who, who, who thinks this is good? <laughs> and I'm with him. It's me, Parles, and Goulet. We're the only three on an island, apparently, on this. Um, college football, first of six rankings came out yesterday. The first of the six college football rankings. Remember, only the sixth one matters. That one's on December 4th. But the game here with this is I try, Kelly, to prevent myself from getting outraged about it, knowing that fact, knowing that the only one that matters is the last one. I try not to get upset about this. Tennessee's first, Ohio State's second, Georgia's third. And of course, remember, Tennessee and Georgia play each other this weekend, so a lot's going to be taken care of there. Clemson's fourth, Michigan's fifth. Remember, Ohio State's going to have to play Michigan at some point. And then Alabama's sixth and TCU is seven. And I said to Futak earlier this week, I was like, you're assuring me that TCU's not going to get screwed here, right? And he's like, oh, no, they won't get screwed. Well, okay. I hope not. Alabama's sixth currently, TCU's seventh. And the other thing about this is Clemson is the one team, I made a point to say Tennessee plays Georgia, Ohio State plays Michigan, Alabama's going to have to play, you know, top competition here down the stretch, at least, you know, in an SEC championship, let's say. Clemson does not have to play anybody. Right. Unless you think North Carolina is somebody.
3: And Notre Dame. I guess, right. And but I guess you unless you think Notre Clemson Dame this someday, week as we, went over as, as we went over guessing lines.
2: But that's the thing, right? Clemson's path is this and this is where college football starts to the time of year. This is no new subject, right? This has existed in college football for forever. Some people aren't bothered by it. I happen to be.
3: I'm getting a little by tired it. by the like the like this releasing this one and like the next several weeks it yeah. all just feels like a setup of Okay, how can we move teams around, right? Like, yeah. we're going to place hold Tennessee one here yeah. because, great, they can say they're number one because they might, they might only be number one for a week and then they're out of this top four situation for a while. Yeah. It's just, it all feels set up that way. I mean, same thing, like, you're, you're talking about TC on the outside looking in, but I think in the back of their mind, they're like, oh, we'll put them there now. But we kind of know they're going to move their way in because a couple of these teams are going to have to drop out.
2: I hope so. I hope so. Um, okay, and then, well, there's, we'll get to the NFL trade deadline, but I want to get your basketball picks, so let's just start with the news in basketball yesterday. All this went down, by the way. NFL trade deadline, all the moves yesterday, and, of course, the Steve Nash firing in Brooklyn. All this went down after a numbers game yesterday, so we didn't get a chance to talk about it. But let's start with that. The, the, the Nets, to no one's real surprise, you didn't know if it was going to happen yesterday, but it would have been no surprise if it happened a week from now, two weeks from now, whenever Steve Nash gets fired. Complete scapegoat. I'm not saying Steve Nash... And this is not going to be different from what anybody else... I'm not saying Steve Nash was a great coach, but he certainly had no shot whatsoever here. None. None. Kyrie None. Kyrie, on record is saying, we don't need a head coach. One night I can be the head coach, the other night KD can be the head coach. We don't need a head coach. So he's basically like a substitute teacher the whole time. Treated as such. Yep. And so he had no shot at this. And so...
3: <laughs> and reminder, Kevin Durant demanded that him or Marks is gone if he was going to stay in Brooklyn. That's correct.
2: Summer. That's right. And so... The Nets reportedly finalizing a deal today to hire suspended Boston Celtics coach Ime Udoka, and a formal agreement expected to be reached as soon as today, according to ESPN. And so you just look at this, and here at Kelly, here's where I'm going to drift a little because I know people are here for sports betting, but they've known me long enough, and sometimes I can't sort of help myself, and I'm not going to be able to help myself on this. This is this is just unbelievable what's going on with this franchise. Yep. So you have it. You said Katie. Katie is never happy. Right? That's the least of these crimes. It's
3: the least of the problems.
2: KD yeah. is never happy. Um, then you have the Ben Simmons factor where we're not really sure Ben Simmons can even play in the NBA anymore. Going into last night, what was it? I said 37 points, 26 fouls. Mm-hmm. All right, and then last night, um, Kyrie Irving puts up Kyrie Irving puts up a dud. One of the worst, uh one of the worst performances of his career. In fact, let's put it into a little bit of uh, Historical context here with Kyrie's performance last night. But but Kyrie yesterday, and this is uh, per, I want to get Nets videos, put this out, SNY Nets. So tonight's the first time in Kyrie's Irving career that he scored less than five points at a game with more than 24 minutes logged. Kyrie totaled four points on two of 12 shooting. In 32 minutes and 46 seconds of action tonight versus Chicago, the Nets lose to the Bulls. Tweet of the whole internet yesterday from Randall Stevens. Whoever you are, I love you. <laughs> this is great. Says, come on, Kyrie. At least the star of David has six points. Love that. Good on you, Randall Stevens.
3: Kyrie, who seemed to spend much of the game just chirping with fans. Th- this is a disaster. I, listen, this is I, an I, absolute
2: I, disaster. I have had it with this because I'll tell you what. I'll use the word that some of these kids use, triggered. I am triggered by people who can only see one prejudice. I am triggered when... If Donald Sterling does something, if Sarver does something, you are a thousand percent motivated to eliminate this person from your organization, basketball. But somehow you can't see it when it is when prejudice is against someone else or some other group. Not only can you not see it, you pile on it. And that drives me crazy. And you, the, the reason I bring this up is because then the Adoka thing happens and you're like, oh, and then we're going to add on someone who committed some sort of sexual offense, the details of which we are not quite sure about.
3: That we don't know about, yes. Right? One team decided to suspend him for an entire year and, due, to, due to an inappropriate relationship that we don't know any more details. And is going to let him
2: go without any compunction to a conference rival. Oh my god, this team.
3: It's, it's, so, it's so a Will, dumpster fire.
2: Will Hill has a 50-1 to 1 ticket on them to win the title, and which is like, I guess quote-unquote a good bet because he got it when it didn't appear like Katie and Kyrie were going to play on this team, but it's like you might as well burn that. Yeah, I have never seen dysfunction like this out. It's incredible. We'll come back. Drew Densick more on this as well. Basketball and football next. Numbers Game Visa, the Sports Betting Network.
0: A numbers
1: game on Vset the sports betting network.
0: It's
4: time to download Nevada's premier sports betting
2: app, BetMGM Sports. BetMGM with all your favorite wagering options, along with in-game betting, boosted odds, specials, and much more. Download the BetMGM app today and stop by any MGM casino on the strip. With your state-issued ID to open an account, start placing sports bets from anywhere in Nevada, whatever your sport, whatever your betting style. You're going to love BetMGM state-of-the-art technology and fan-friendly specials every day of the week. Visit BetMGM for terms and conditions. It must be 21 or older and physically located in Nevada. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling prom call one 800 Two forty-seven hundred. The only the other reason that I bring this up to Kelly to go off on it for a second, and I love your outrage off air as well, is that remember a week ago we asked the question, and I think JVT was on with us, and we asked him like, what was a more loathsome team? Uh, this version oh, yes. of the Nets. Or the heat, the first LeBron year of the heat. And a week ago. Oh, that question was a week ago. A week ago, you could actually debate that answer. Not even close anymore. Not even close. It's not even close now. That's how ridiculous this has got. Anyway, uh, football trade deadline, the NFL trade deadline. Um, Let me just start with this. Do you remember an NFL trade deadline where teams are openly tanking like this or just saying we're done for the year? Let's not use the word tank because then people go crazy. But the NFL was never the league where teams are just, you know, showing their
3: cards and being like, yep, we're out of here. And, no, uh, and we'll I, I think I would phrase it maybe a little, I think I would phrase it the other way, though. Like, I, I've never seen a trade deadline where it feels like team, I, I, well, it's both sides, right? Teams are kind of going all, all in or pushing their chips in the middle to try to get a win this year, but they're also finding a partner that's willing to make a deal with them.
2: Well, it, it, I guess, yeah, what I'm saying is this is more akin to baseball trade deadlines, right? Mm-hmm. Where teams like sort of waving the white flag, we'll take prospects for the future. We're good with that arrangement. So I, the, the NFL's never quite been like this, but there were so many great deals yesterday. TJ Hawkinson goes from the lions to a division rival, yeah. the Vikings. So does that affect, like, if you look at like fewest wins market, do you now try to bet on the lions with that? Um, and the, Irv
3: Smith out eight to ten weeks. So yeah, they so they had to make
2: end. that deal. The Vikings. I, I thought the uh, obviously the big one, the one getting all the headlines, is Bradley Chubb going to the Dolphins, which makes all the sense in the world. Dolphins sending one of the first round picks they got from the Niners in the Trey Lance deal in that deal, and because the Dolphins have to play the Bills, they have to play Josh Allen and Patrick Mahomes in the playoffs, right? So they need defense. Yeah, they like in our power You don't stand thing. a shot without you this don't, kind of move. You don't stand a shot with that. So so good on them for doing that. They also got Jeff Wilson Jr. from the Niners, so the Wilson Mo, Mo, uh, Mostert uh, backfield is uh, reunited, and it feels so good. And then the Steelers. I just want to point out the Steelers. The Steelers they or the Steelers and the Bears. The Bears had who had gotten rid of Robert Quinn, who had gotten rid of Roquan Smith, and you're like, okay, they have no problem accumulating draft picks. I love that they turned around and got Chase Claypool though, because that was twofold. One they recognize that it's one thing to use those draft picks to get all these players and hope that you pick well. But in some cases, is it really mathematically better chances that you're going to pick someone better at wide out with an, in a draft pick than you are in getting a young Chase, Chase Claypool? Probably not. So good on them for making that deal. And it also gives Justin Fields a, share, uh, a fair shake where it's like, okay, Luke Getze. And Eberflus are like, okay, maybe maybe we finally figured it out that we should tailor our offense to Justin Fields. Let's give him some actual weapons too. So I like that move by the by the Bears. Good on them for not like completely going off the cliff on this.
3: I like it too. Assuming that they had conversations with Claypool, and I mean, I'm assuming they did uh, with Roquan with Roquan Smith and uh, and Claypool about like, hey. We'd like you here long-term. Do you want to be here long-term? Because you see what we are right now, and this is not a finished product by any means. And I'm guessing that Roquan Smith did, had no had no desire to be a part of that going forward and Chase Claypool is like, well, I'm dealing with the same thing in Pittsburgh, so yeah, sign me up.
2: The other one was Calvin Ridley who bet against the Jaguars famously.
3: Yes, that, that will be the legendary thing to remember. And <laughs> He bet on the Jags. Oh, he bet on the I Jags. I believe it was the ja- on the Jags to cover against the Falcons. Oh, I thought it was the other way around. Either way, he ends up on the no, Jaguars. No, no, no. It has to be the other way. Yeah, it's right my right. way. Yeah, It yeah. was against the Jaguars. Yeah.
2: um, That's right. Sports betting legalized in Florida for a minute and a half, right. and Calvin really <laughs> managed to get his half. bet. Drew, <laughs> he got popped. Drew did sick his hair, everybody. He's from the uh, Bet the Edge and, of course, Deep Dive podcast at whale underscore capper on Twitter. How you doing, man?
1: Oh, I'm doing tremendously well. Fun conversation uh, you guys are having here, and... Um, yeah, the, uh, the sports world flipped on me. I was having, you know, a season of my life in the NFL, uh, and then first losing week of the season for me this last weekend, you know, culminated with just an absolute uh, nightmare on Halloween. Uh, we but were, NBA, we were with you. We were with you. On
3: that
1: <laughs> yeah, the NBA, uh, all of a sudden pivoting in my direction. So, uh, I think, you know, kind of it, just finally getting some wins uh, in you know in the NBA has felt good this week, and uh, I think uh, you know kind of diverting some more attention to what's going on there, and um, you know I think staking down and you know just uh, um, you know kind of reducing some of my volume in the NFL is probably in order, considering you know I think. Largely, uh, last week, I would have said there's still tons of uncertainty. There's still everybody's alive for the playoffs. And then you wake up Tuesday morning and you look at sort of the standings and you look at, you know, who's making moves. And, <laughs> uh, and you're like, oh, wait, no, never mind. Like, yeah. This is all solved. <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah. You know. um, what, what else got you besides the Bengals this past week? uh the cardinals was a bad one i had uh they had every I chance had,
2: they had every chance i to, know
1: it yeah i know and it was in, especially in that this is the first one that kind of bounced against me where you know you come into that game and you're like there is no margin there's no difference between these two teams like for, for, you know they they are uh they are equal strength and one of them is catching you know they, the cardinals were at one point catching six points uh, in a, with a reasonable uh, limits in that game. Uh, anyway, so I bet the Cardinals down. Uh, took some money line on the Cardinals, and I left thinking there is no difference between those two teams. The Vikings were just superlative in the red zone, and the Cardinals were not. Cardinals made the the key turnovers and mistakes, and uh, really at this point, uh, I'm I'm watching now the Cardinals like. Does Kyler Murray actively try to maneuver Cliff Kingsbury out of Arizona? Uh, you know, there's certainly a lot of rumors about some of these high, high recently highly compensated quarterbacks, uh, you know, kind of using their, um, using their power and their leverage to try to get coaches uh, out of the uh, facility. And so that's kind of what I'm mostly keen in watching happen, uh, you know, down in Arizona. Have you, and I don't mean to sort of,
2: you know, you know, highlight maybe a missed call. But it, this gets back to the whole discussion of when do you finally say your priors are just, you know, I'm not going to pay attention to them anymore. I was clearly wrong. Like, where are you on your Jaguars? You were team Jaguars. Pretty oh, yeah, strong. sure. Sure, okay. sure,
1: sure. Uh, the I jumped ship on the Jaguars a while ago. Okay, I haven't bet them in a while, actually. Okay. Uh, and, you know, I think um, – I was because I was still scratching my head because the DPA per play data, the DVOA stuff was it was all coming back like this is still a very good team, but they can't win. <laughs> and it was like, there's I've that been one thing. Through, yes, there's that I've, one yeah, thing. I've been through this a lot with teams over the years. You do it long enough, you see these coming, and you're like, oh, okay, no, it's just it's a young quarterback. The coaching quarterback aren't quite you know, on the same page in terms of how they want to. Uh, facilitate this offense. So I'm just going to get out of the way and let the losing transpire here. Now, uh, the degree to which Trevor Lawrence has regressed since uh, a decent little stretch in the weeks two through four is concerning. Uh, at You know, just to, to put it politely, um, you know, his his play degrading to where you are now questioning any of these quarterbacks from the 2021 draft being long term viable starters is uh, is amazing. Considering how much time and effort and uh, and and, you know, airwaves and, and uh, you know, and, and ink was spilled uh, on the 2021 quarterback class. Uh, if I had to take one of these guys today, I'm probably looking at Justin Fields. And I am in that taken amazing. A Isn't that it's amazing? A, it is. It's taken a long time to get here, but uh, I don't think you can confidently say that Lawrence will reach his potential. I don't think you can confidently say that uh, Mac Jones is a long-term starter in this league. And I think it's very likely that Zach Wilson loses his starting job at some point this season, as the jets are still not out of a possible wildcard spot. So, And, you know, uh, and Trey Lance, of course, is the the monkey wrench of it all. But, um, yeah, Fields has shown you enough, at least in his ability to, you know, kind of get it done with virtually nothing uh, in terms of support. And, you know, I think he's got a decent coach and offensive coordinator to work with there. And, uh, you know, if they're developing him in this very, very challenging environment to where uh, he can run a capable offense with light light weapons and the worst offensive line in football, then uh, that's something you build around.
2: Uh, we're going to run into a wall here in about a minute, but what did you, understanding that you're sort of pairing it back in the NFL, what did you bet this week, week nine?
1: Yeah, uh, I put five plays in the card. <laughs> so, late week. I already have five by Wednesday. Um, <laughs> real light. Yeah, real light. I bet the Patriots at minus five and a half. I don't know why the market moved in the direction of Sam Ellinger against. Uh, bill belichick but so be it i'll take the i'll lay the points there uh expecting that defense to be the distinguishing uh factor in the game uh i laid the points with the chargers uh mark it with me on that one i got a cheap three uh and i know it's moving and i i actually would kind of caution anyone you may get a better price on this because i'm expecting some of the uh injury news to be less than favorable for the chargers as we get into the later portion of the injury cycle here um but i think taking a shot on Herbert coming off a bye against a very, very poor defense is uh, kind of a no-brainer in my mind, so I laid it with the Chargers, uh, and then I hit a couple of overs. I hit the over in the Bears-Dolphins, I hit the over in the uh, Vikings-Commies, and then I took the over in the Rams-Bucks game, so uh, three stinky overs uh, to add to my uh, my card for a week. Are those no-
2: are all those numbers still there for people to bet? Yeah. All yeah, still basically. there? Okay.
1: Yeah. like it goes with
2: Commies. Every every name but the one that they use. That is the whole <laughs> North Star of this show. More with Drew Dinsick on the other side. Basketball, maybe some tennis picks. We'll see. It's next. Numbers Game Visa, the Sports Betting Network.
1: The numbers game on VSAN, the Sports Betting Network.
2: Get everything VCN has to offer for the rest of the football season for only $99. Sign up now and get VCN Pro access all the way through the Super Bowl, including our pro picks, daily recap of the top plays made by Visa's show hosts and guests, pro tools like our exclusive betting splits, pro tips with actionable insights to up your betting game, deep dive daily betting reports on the NBA, NHL, and MLB playoffs plus. Our upcoming college basketball, college bowl, and super bowl betting guides. Give yourself an edge. Visit Visa.com slash subscribe to get your $99 midseason special today. That's V-S-I-N dot com slash subscribe. We get tweets at the of the book. Mark Geiger, in-house attorney of a numbers game. Always appreciate it, Mark. Uh, he says, to my unprofessional eye, Pedro Martinez's explanation of how McCullers was tipping pitches was spot on last night. Maybe uh, Josh Towers could chime in. If he holds the glove high and the slider's coming, uh, in my opinion, that's old school sign stealing. No banging on the cans required. Love this. Yeah, Yeah, no, I didn't mean to equate the two things. They're only, the only comparison I was made is because both allow you to either know exactly what pitch is coming or minimize the possibilities of pitches coming. But, yes, no, one is, one is perfectly fine. The uh, sign stealing, hey, if you're tipping, you're tipping. That's for sure. Um, so uh, thank you, for Mark, Mark Geiger, for Pedro's uh, description of that. Uh, this is from Tom Hudgens. If Mad Bum, Madison Bumgarner, gave up 24 runs in his next postseason outing, his ERA would still be lower than that of Justin Verlander. I love that stat. The great Mad Bum straight to the Hall of Fame after his uh, 2014 World Series performance where he pitched on two days rest, went five innings in Game 7 against the Kansas City Royals. And yes, again, for Game 5, not tonight. Remember, tonight is Nola versus Javier. Tonight, uh, tomorrow, Game 5, Dusty saying that Justin Verlander is written in pencil, not in ink. Um, Back to Drew Dinsick from both NBC Sports Bet the Edge podcast and the Deep Dive podcast, which he does with Andy Molitor. Uh, are you betting any tennis? It's, it's that time of year where it's indoor everywhere. The women are in the finals in Fort Worth, Texas, which I like to describe as the Eagle coronation. We shall see. Um, she's already now a minus 140 favorite, so no wow. more plus money on her. Um, round robin. She got by yesterday against Kasatkina. The other one, of course, is the ATP Masters in Paris, the ATP 1000. Are you betting any of
1: this? Uh, I take I take tennis off this time of year, but I love watching Paris. Paris has an awesome atmosphere, awesome, it's just entertaining tennis. Um, it's like you know, I love to put it on in the background as I'm doing my uh, my daily NBA handicap. But uh, I haven't bet anything. Okay, uh, love love your love uh, love love what I'm seeing out of Iga uh, though. Surely, like this is. Uh, you know, we expected her to kind of come into rare air here, and uh, so far, you know, mission mission as uh, as as intended. Mm-hmm. Well said. Um, one more thing about football: any of the
2: trades, and I'm guess I'm talking specifically about Bradley Chubb here. Did that move the needle for you? In other words, would that have triggered any bets? I mean, the Dolphins probably still going to be a wild card in that division. Still going to be you know substantial dogs to both the Bills and the Chiefs. I mean, did anything move a betting needle for you?
1: Uh, not for my ratings and not overall how I look at the, uh, the likely way that the season plays out. Um, it, it was interesting. <laughs> I mean, seeing all of the moves and yeah, seeing who's sure you know kind of what, you know, how teams are self-evaluating, uh, was fascinating. Uh, the fact that the Baltimore Ravens have, are tripling down on defense here, uh, and given Lamar Jackson, continuing to give him zero support on the offensive side of the football is surprising. Um, <laughs> That's a great point. I brought that up yesterday. Like can, even though they
2: got, even though they got Roquan until they get a wide receiver, does it really matter? And by the way, Brandon cooks is still sitting there in Houston. He didn't move Kareem hunt going off wide receivers. He's still sitting there in Cleveland thought he was going to be moved. So there was a lot of non-movement of note as well.
1: Yeah. And I mean, maybe Baltimore is onto something. Maybe you can win a different way in the NBA NFL. This Time, you know, this year definitely has been different. Defenses mattered more. Running game has mattered more. And uh, you know, if they if they are on, they may be onto something there. If and Lamar Jackson really just has to get hot. Uh, but uh, the idea that Baltimore's defense, with all these uh, kind of aging stars, is going to uh, be able to hold the Buffalo Bills under 20 is I I would I would take exception to that. Similarly, the Chiefs. I think their secondary, secondary in Baltimore is still you know could ripe to be exposed by those two teams. Um, so I think Baltimore may have moved themselves, you know, securely into the third uh, slot in the AFC with some of their moves, but it's uh, it's not going to really move the needle in terms of championship equity in my mind. Um, and, uh, yeah, I mean, all of the teams that were sort of expected to be good in the NFC, um, you know, Tampa, Green Bay, Rams, none of them made a move that can, you know, kind of launch them back into contention this year. So, Uh, It looks like we really are going to have a changing at the guard at the top of the NFC. And uh, teams like Philly, Dallas, and San Francisco are your three true contenders in that conference.
2: All right, let's go to the NBA, which you said has gone well for you here in the early stages of the uh, National Basketball Association season. What do you have today? What have you bet today? Let's start there.
1: Yeah, so I'll, I'll do a quick correction. It went very poorly for me for about a week and a half uh, to the point where I was like, why am I even doing this? Um, but the worm turned here uh, starting this week and, uh, you know, very, very excited about how the market is moving in terms of, uh, you know, how, you know, what what is being bet, what teams are being supported. So I think uh, November is going to be a pretty solid month. Um, I, and I heard a little bit of your commentary on the Nets and just kind of, you know, just just uh, kind of. Keep, keep the Nets on your radar for about, I think the pivot point for me is going to be about December 4th or so. Like Their schedule is absolute chaos and hell throughout the month of November here, uh, and I would expect that the bottom is not even close to in on that Nets team. Market still kind of has them sort of in the middle of the pack here. Uh, December 4th, they play against Boston at home. I'm I'm looking for them to be like eight eight or nine or ten point dogs in that game uh, against the best team in the NBA, and at that point, you're probably is the beginning of the buy low on the Brooklyn Nets. So, um, you know, kind of put that in your hat for the next month and and watch this the bottom fallout on this team before you 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 get any kind of buy low in in uh, uh, expectation. Limit let, um, this
2: this is a great that's a great betting point. Let me just ask you this: a month is sure. a long time for this team. Every day yeah. seems like a long time for this team could they scuttle Kyrie? Like, could they actually make a move here personnel wise? Like, and, and you know, because so a lot of people are saying they should just cut him. The nets are probably thinking, Oh, we could trade. Who's going to trade for him. So, I mean, what happens there? A month is a long time drew for it to get yeah. way
1: worse. I don't think the personnel on this team changes between now and the end of the season. Okay. Uh, and I'm, I'm using my read on the way that they handled the Kevin Durant stuff this summer as sort of the bellwether here. They um, they were, they were resistant to trading him for 60 cents on the dollar, uh, with some of the offers that they got. And I mean, if you put Kyrie up for, uh, for a trade right now, you may get 10 cents on the dollar. So it's, Mm -hmm. you know, I, I don't, I think they are aware of, you know, the situation that they're in. And, um, but, uh, but believe me, like if they just kind of, you know, tread water to the degree where they are not, you know, everybody is quitting on this team. Um, then, you know, the stretch from December 4th to about January 20th, they could rack up win, 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 win. It, it breaks extremely favorable for them uh, throughout the holiday season and into the month of January, so... Um, I'm. I am not writing them off for the season whatsoever. Uh, but I do think that we have an, another month to wait before you can really buy the bottom on these guys. But
2: when you say not write them off for a season, like listen, I mean it, everybody makes the playoffs in the NBA. Clearly not everybody, but you get my point. You get my point. <laughs> yes. Um. So I don't think anybody would say this talent at the top, and I'm just talking about KD and Kyrie. Because really beyond that, um, I'm not sure Ben Simmons is even an NBA player at this point, as I said earlier. What, what is, when you say not ready to write them off, okay, make the playoffs, yes. Make the play in, sure. Make the playoffs, yes, maybe. But, like, beyond that, do are you saying you think they could gel to the point where they could challenge for a conference title, let alone beyond that?
1: I do. Okay. Um, I think Kevin Durant showed you last night, even in some moments, that uh, he still has a top gear that he is he could be the best player in every playoff series that doesn't have Jason Tatum involved. Um, And I think that you, you know, I still think that the fit in terms of like a closing five, if you can get Simmons into the position where he's playing solid uh, defense and contributing at least from a, you know, from a, Uh, playmaking standpoint, if not a scoring standpoint, then you put two shooters, Kyrie and KD, with him on the floor. You have a very, very solid closing five in an Eastern Conference where you really only have one team that I have a ton of respect for. I think everybody else has questions in the East as well. So it's not like there's going to be some sort of runaway here. Philly's got questions about health and fit. Um, You know, certainly the, uh, uh, the Hawks are a disappointment. The Miami Heat are a disappointment. The The the, the Toronto Raptors, maybe they are as good as their record, as good as their performance has been so far. But I still have, uh, you know, issues and questions about them being able to create offense against elite teams in the NBA. So, I uh, Milwaukee is sort of the one. I was about to say, um, notably
2: you know, absent the Bucks from that. From, from yeah, that list, but yes.
1: Milwaukee is is the one that's that's tough for me to really put my finger on because you know Giannis is performing at an MVP clearly at an MVP level, but uh, yeah. you know the rest the rest of that team is getting quite old. True, I don't I, just, I don't
2: mean like, to interrupt, but we only have twenty seconds. What are, what are your plays sure. for that Sorry about that.
1: Apologies. Oh no worries. Yeah, I played uh, under uh, two eighteen and a half for Philly Washington. Uh, I took the uh, New York Knicks uh, on the um, you know with laying lay the minus two. Uh, and then uh, I took the four points with the Portland Trailblazers. So those are my four looks for today. All right.
2: May your season continue to go on the upward trend, man. I'm going to agree to disagree on the Brooklyn Nets thing, but we'll see. Time will tell. Time will tell. Drew Dinsick, everybody. Thank you, Drew. Appreciate it as always, man. Hey, best of luck. Drew Dinsick at whale underscore capper. Deep dive with Andy Molitor and NBC Sports. Bet the edge. Available for all podcasts themselves are available we'll come back will hill on baseball and football next it's a numbers game at visa the sports betting network at
0: bed 365 we don't do ordinary we believe that every sport should be epic every home run every hit every inning every play from the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER.
4: Hey, this is Jody Sweeten from the podcast How Rude, Tanneritos. As a nostalgic voice from your past, I'm here to remind you that amongst the stressful and chaotic existence we live in 2024, you deserve to get away.
1: A numbers game on v the sports betting network.
2: Attention, BetMGM customers have a friend who loves sports as much as you do. Well, here's a chance for both of you to earn a $50 bonus when you sign up through BetMGM's Refer-A-Friend program. Just sign into your BetMGM account, click on the Refer-A-Friend program to send your friend a message inviting them to register a new account in the same state you use BetMGM in. Then, once your friend signs up, makes a deposit, they'll receive a $50 bonus. And once your friend places a bet with their bonus and the wager's settled, you'll receive a $50 bonus as well. Share the excitement at BetMGM, get a $50 bonus, visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older. Wager, all promotions subject to qualification and eligibility requirements. Rewards issued as is non-withdrawable site credit. site credit, Expires in 30 days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Mississippi and Nevada. Skill Alexander, Kelly Bidlin is here. Um, so our pro tips that we do each and every hour. Can I pull the curtain back a little bit here, Kelly? You don't mind? Sometimes, uh, sometimes we we have like 10 on a show, and we're trying to decide yeah. what. All right, 10. Maybe we're giving ourselves too much credit, but we have a lot to choose from. Sometimes. Then there's some shows, quite frankly, where we're like, eh, We weren't that spectacular with the pro tips. So maybe we draw on something from the previous hour, something from a previous show that we didn't get to use. And then there's some times where they're more brilliant than others. Sometimes they're a little less than others. And then today, what we have right here is we have a guest who we'd like to provide a pro tip. And then Kelly and I would like to give our opinions on it. How about that? I don't know if this is proper form. But Drew Dinsick talking about the Nets schedule. Uh, He says it doesn't get easy anytime soon, but... They could be a nice buy-low team, and there's a buy-low point for them in early December just a few weeks from now. So let's say four weeks from now, their schedule gets really easy over the holidays. That is your VEASAN Pro tip of the hour, and it is courtesy of Drew Dinsick. Um, One every hour on VEASAN across every show, so that means at least 20 every day. They're all available for VEASAN Pro subscribers only at VEASAN.com, where you can sort them by sport and by show. Now, we would like to, before we get to Will Hill here, Uh, Kelly and I didn't talk about this, but we sort of know where each other is coming from, I think, telepathically, which is, and this has nothing to do with the Kyrie stuff I was talking about earlier, but the thing about basketball, again, Jordan and Pippen, they needed the proper supporting cast around them to get to where they did. Of course, it was all Jordan and Pippen driven, but they had to have the key shot from a Paxson or a Kerr. They had to have a a guy like Horace Grant pounding the boards, random big men through the years. Perhaps a great modern-day example is you can have LeBron and AD, and I know AD's got injuries, but you can have those two guys. But you need shooters. If you don't have shooters, you're not going to win a darn thing. KD and Kyrie, what's what's the Nets' biggest problem? Defense. You have a guy in Ben Simmons whose forte is supposed to be defense. If he can't even do that... And the rest of the team behind him can't. I don't think they're going anywhere.
3: Yeah, I, I mean it's it's defense and size right now, and I, I I don't believe. Look, I think that could be playing Ben Simmons at the five maybe is a possibility down the road. But it, can, I, I don't believe for a second that Ime Udogo is like is going to come in there and not make a change at adding another big man. They're ask, asking way too much out of Nick Claxton right now. It's um, really their only true big man, true center on that team. Um, and the idea of this whole Ben Simmons thing, look, give it some time. I think the idea of this is going to work for right away um, was a little ambitious to start. We've seen it not work, really, with Ben Simmons. And, yeah, I think that could be a different look to throw at people in the playoffs, but I don't really believe Ime Udoka is going to come into this team and not add another big man and re- shake things up a little bit with how they've been working things.
2: Here's a man with a 50-1 to ticket on the Brooklyn Nets to win the title, which he got it very well-timed, by the way, because he believed that through all out the offseason when uh Kyrie and K D specifically were wanting out or saying they were gonna be out, that they'd stay the whole time and he was right about that. It's Will Hill, everybody. How you doing, Will?
5: Gil, what's going on? I, I take exception that you're uh nitpicking the nets here. What they lack in defense, I think they make up in team chemistry, so the nets are gonna be just
2: fine. <laughs> <laughs> they do high marks for chemistry for for sure. Um, how you feeling about that ticket, by the way? You think you got a uh puncher's chance? No.
5: Nothing. Um, no I mean it was fifty to one so so I yeah. mean no, I mean, they, they got to get, like you said, they got to get some size, some defense. I mean, T.J. Warren will help when he comes back. They're still missing some guys, but they just don't defend anybody. And, boy, it is uh, it is certainly combustible with Kyrie. I mean, I I was watching mostly the World Series last night, but I saw they had a big lead on the Bulls. I checked back, and they're down nine yep. with a couple minutes left. They mm-hmm. really left that game, that one get away. And usually the team wins. That We just fired the coach game. That's one where usually it doesn't matter how bad your team is, what you're going through. Usually that's one where you get a little a little bump, for at least for a night. So that's uh, definitely concerning. Yeah. I
2: love Katie. He was like, oh, it's always shocking. Really, was it, Katie? Um, okay. Uh, speaking of the World Series, Philly seven and nothing, five home run barrage. Uh, the five home runs in Game Three, tying for the most in a World Series game. Seventeen homers in six home games at Citizens Bank this postseason for the Phillies. The bullpen has thrown fourteen and two third consecutive scoreless innings pitch. That's the longest in a single postseason in Phillies history. 6-0 and this postseason, as we said uh, at home, uh, plus 27 run differential in those games. That's tied for the best run differential through six home games with the 1987 Minnesota Twins and Kirby Puckett. Um, so what do you make of this at this point? This is a coin flip now between Javier and Nola. What is your play here tonight? What's your play on the adjusted series price?
5: I don't know. Let me ask you: Did you think Dusty had too quick of a hook with McCullers? I mean, my goodness, five home runs after the third one. I mean, it's four nothing. You're in a small ballpark. You have a good offense. You got to give your team a chance. Now, you can say, "All right, they didn't score any runs. It wouldn't have mattered." Maybe, maybe not. I, I mean, I don't know. But Will, that was a, that,
2: That's the first thing I said today. I'm like, "Was Dusty even there? Like, what was that?" Unbelievable. You at the on the final home run from Hoskins. I remember you texted. You're like, "What are we even watching?" I was. I felt the same way. It was crazy. I mean.
5: It's one thing, middle of July, you don't want to burn out your bullpen. I mean, it's, it, it's a tied series one-to-one. It's a best-of-five for the world championship. you got to give your team a chance. I mean, that that was, to me, it was malpractice. wouldn't have mattered. Who knows? But to allow him to give up five home runs, I don't know. I thought he left Verlander in game one too, uh, too long. So... I'm a I little I have bets on yeah, yeah, I have bets on the Astros for the series. I'm backtracking I, I, I grabbed some Phillies plus a run and a half minus a dollar seventy dollar seventy five just to sort of get off my bet a little bit. hopefully the Astros can win by a run tonight i'm I'm a little shook. I think that you know what it's a it, it's a word that's hard to you know as as better as momentum, magic. those are all stuff we can kind of quibble with, but that's a that's a tough building to win in. I don't know that Verlander's healthy. The fact that he's not definitely pitching tomorrow night yeah. is concerning. He was bad against the Mariners. He was bad against Philly. And he was even really shaky against the Yankees. The Yankees let him off the hook. I thought the umpire let him off the hook. But Verlander, if Verlander's not going to be Verlander, uh, they have issues. I don't know who they would pitch tomorrow. My guess is Garcia. So, look, I, I would make a pretty sizable wager the winner of tonight's game wins the series. Because I do think if Houston can tie it 2-2, They got two out of three in their ballpark. I think they'll sort of stabilize the series, and obviously if Philly wins tonight... They're up three games to one and they're in great shape. So people always talk about game three being the swing series of a uh, uh, the swing game of a series. To me, it's game four, because when it's 2-1, it goes one or two ways. Somebody drops the hammer and takes a controlling 3-1 lead or it's 2-2. And, you know, usually we're going the distance. So, uh, I mean, at, at this point, I'm just rooting for it to go the distance. I don't really look at nobody likes the Astros. The Philly fans have got a little obnoxious. So uh, if we get a seventh game, that would be fun. I. I mean, look, I picked the Astros. I think they won 20 more games than Philly for a reason, but definitely have to be concerned right now.
2: Philly's on the adjusted series price, by the way, currently minus 140. The Astros now in plus money at plus 120. But Will's got the... uh... The plus one and a half on the Phillies laying the juice tonight. Okay, that's why he's hoping for the Astros, one run win. Okay, you have a few other picks in different sports. Let us begin with those. Uh, first of all, you made an awards bet, which I like. Offensive player of the year, you went Tyreek Hill. Love this bet. Good for you. Plus eight to one, you got him?
5: Yeah, I think Ben MGM has him 8 to 1. I heard you guys talking yesterday. It was a good discussion about, you know, speci- specifically offensive player of the year, comeback player of the year. How these awards are kind of vague. We don't really know what we're betting on. The uh, I guess that didn't stop me. I did take Tyreek Hill 8 to 1 offensive player of the year. He's got a chance to get 2000 yards. Yeah. He's played 8 games so far. He's already at 961. Nobody's ever gotten 2000 yards. Of course, he's going to have the 17th game. So, if he breaks the receiving record, we can have the discussion of what that what that really means in, you know, historic uh, aspect of it. But uh, not 961 through eight games, he's got Waddle on the other side to sort of take the attention away. So it's not like you can just double, triple cover Tyreek Hill. So uh, I think if he gets to that, you know, landmine, landmark, 2,000 yards, he's gonna have a good chance to win this award at eight to one.
2: Yeah, his his stats are are really phenomenal, um, as you pointed out. But the uh, the total again for this season, what are we looking at here? I want to get the uh, the full number here. Yes, literally. 69 catches for 961 yards already, 13.9 yards reception, two touchdowns. Um, So he's just putting up ridiculous numbers. Again, if you do the whole on pace things, it is just a cup-like season. Let's put it that way. All right, uh, you're on the, let's do these rapid fire. We got about 20 seconds for each. You're on the commanders in the NFL, plus three and a half.
5: Yeah, I just don't believe in the Vikings, similar to what Drew was saying, where it's like, look, you look at their numbers, and you're just trying to figure out how they went 6-1. and one. It is really just the ball bouncing their way this season, unlike past seasons. This is only their third true road game. The other two at Miami, where they got outgained by 250 yards, and the, and the other one was Philly Monday night, where they got buried. So getting three-and-a-half with a, a suddenly feisty Washington team. I think Heineke gives them a little life. I think he's serviceable, so I like the three-and-a-half there. Um, And, yeah, I did bet New Orleans in the NBA tonight, laying the three against the Lakers. I think you do pretty well if you just blindly bet against the Lakers the rest of the year. The Pelicans have a much better team, a much better roster, completely uh, just a a different team in terms of the depth.
2: And then in college football, a total, you went under on Maryland and Wisconsin.
5: Yeah, this is just a weather play. supposed to be 20 to 25 mile an hour winds, 90% chance of rain. So I think that total will be dropping.
2: All right, Will, I like it. One, two, three, four, five different bets. I like it. Will Hill, everybody. Enjoy the World
5: Series. Appreciate it. Sunday mornings, 11 a.m., twitch.tv slash Gold Network. Got to get my little plug in.
2: At not the Will Hill, in case you missed that. Two E's on the V. Thank you, Will. Appreciate it. See you it. guys. Mike Pritchard on the other side to of talk some of NFL with us. It's a numbers game at Visa, the Sports Betting Network.